Hello, and welcome to a little bonus episode action of the Digest Show. We knew the Oscars were coming up, and we thought we wanted to do a kind of start an annual tradition of looking at the nominees, seeing what the landscape is of this year in movies, and we kind of realized we felt a certain way about it. And so we condensed that, and then we started having another conversation that kind of started on the Leon the Professional episode, and we realized we just had a good little combo we wanted to share with you guys. Midweek bonus episode action for you. Content. Here we go. Love you. Welcome all. Welcome you who's listening. Joshua, welcome you who I can see but can't touch. But I will touch soon. But not like that. Not like that though. Just a sneak preview. There's going to be a special episode coming soon and we're really excited Uh about it. We're real excited. More real excited, excited than you, but <laughs> get yeah, excited. I think that's safe to say. <laughs> so welcome, everyone. It is a, uh, a pleasant 7 p.m. here on the East Coast. I got my window open. The sun is setting. The grass is green. I've been reading poetry all day and getting deep into the Sopranos, mm-hmm. lounging. Joshua, what you been up to? Started my morning with a good painting session. I finished... Four new paintings today. Feeling real good about that. And then I laid a little roofing. Okay. I was up in the blazing sun, elevated off the ground. Up in the blazing hammers. sun. I saw the picture. You were like six feet off the ground, but still a lot more than what I did today. Um, I said elevated. I didn't give a specific definition. <laughs> okay. So, yes, it was only six feet, but I could have fallen and hurt myself. I don't know why imagining that is making me laugh. And the shingles were really hot, okay? Really fucking hot. Did you wear gloves? At one point, I put them on. It may have been too late. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I got blisters on my fingers. (laughs) Yeah! So the reason I bring up the time of year and the time of day is it's springtime. And what every other movie podcast is doing right now is getting pumped for the Oscars. So we wanted to hang out today and have a conversation about that and kind of see where it takes us. There's a lots of there's a lot of different elements to that conversation specifically specifically for this year and we kind of want to talk about our relationship with the Oscars. Josh, what do you get excited for it? Do you watch it? Is it on your radar typically and how is it different from you this year? Uh I would say typically the phrase that you used on my radar is a great way to put it. Um, uh, watching the Oscars is is a little laborious. Uh, it's laborious. Laborious, excuse me. It's been a long day, man. Give me some slack. I've been God, reading. We, we, we took four minutes in. I've already been corrected once. This is going to be a good one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's tedious. It's hard to watch the whole fucking thing, man. Like, it just is. And they can't get anyone to host it in recent years. And, you know, we'll get into all of that kind of stuff in depth. But it's on my radar. Like, I like to know who has been nominated uh, because sometimes I'll find out about films that weren't on my own radar through those nominations. It's very rare, you know, but it does happen. Um and I would say, like, for me, mostly, even though I'm a West Coaster, I'm a early to bed, early to rise kind of a guy. So usually I just wake up the Monday morning after the Oscars and read who won. And that's that's usually what happens. But if one of my boys or or gals has a horse in the race and I'm yeah. really, really rooting, um, I'll stick it out and try to see who wins best director, best picture sometimes. Last year, I I watched the whole thing. And I got like really competitive about Quentin Tarantino winning and oh. once upon a time once upon a time in Hollywood winning. And I had a little bit too much to drink. And when the gentleman won for best director and best picture, the next day I was really stoked because it was a cool special moment. Um but at the time I was really upset because <laughs> I watched the whole thing. You're oh, you're still upset. Oh. <laughs> I'm not like, uh, I'm just irked. I'm not upset about who won or who didn't win legitimately, uh, because who cares? Uh, but, but it's, I, I don't understand why they, 
they nitpick and they, it's like they move their decision making based upon the year. It's like uh, no squabbles, but I think there is a category called best foreign language film. And I, I think it doesn't say best foreign film. It says best foreign language film. And so like I was just a little confused why you have I don't know. It just some of the stuff they do doesn't make sense. And I can't quite wrap my head around it. And I just thought that I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say it. It just felt too fucking obvious that they were trying really fucking hard to to make sure that that like the traditional white male director doesn't do well. Didn't do well like the past couple of years, last year in particular. And I just, it just, it, I, not that I've, look, I'm sorry, I'm going to get it all out there. Not that. This I, is a safe place. Yeah. I mean, it's like, we need to level the playing field and, and there are people making films that are far better than a lot of the white men that are making films. But that was like obvious. Again, it's just like you set set rules like they did and they made new rules which that going forward should perpetuate only mixed fields that have good representation but in a weird year where just because you're getting blown the fuck up with the hashtag oscar so white you just do some really weird shit with like the way you nominate and categorize films and it just was kind of weird i don't know it felt off last year to me it didn't feel super sincere it, it did it and and that I'd had for years past, you know, you'd had reasons to kind of not watch, like sure it, to not like take what you see seriously. I mean, if you really want to know what is a great film coming out, just look at fucking what's at Sundance or any of the other like great film festivals that exist or film awards that exist, you know, spirit even fuck, you know, like, but I don't know, like. It, it kind of feels like to me the Oscars are like something of a bygone era. They they could they could fix it. That you they could fix it. You want to fix it. You want to make it where it works better. Fucking let people of a that aren't white males into the fucking academy. Like give those people a fucking vote. Like and I know they're working on it, but like again, you know. So before we get into what we would fix and what the problem is. With the Academy Awards, I do like watching it. I, I not the red carpet bullshit or any of that, but I do get excited about celebrating film. I do get slightly intoxicated by celebrity. I'm not afraid to say that. Yeah, I like seeing my friend, my fake friends in the audience, and like the if it's a good host, that's really fun for the first like yes. half hour. Like that's why the Golden Globes are fun, right? Because it's kind of this awkward dinner party. Where Ricky Gervais just makes fun of people. And <laughs> and there is like it's almost like American royalty. I think it's looked at the same way as like the like the English monarchy is looked at. Like it's like yeah, this is where we get to look at all analogy. of our this is where we get to look at all of, all of our pretty people. We're marching them out. Um and there is like some austere like the the tradition of people yeah. in suits and dresses going up and celebrating great film and like the mo- I'm, I'm a sucker for a montage and someone cool is dead. We get like a cool highlight reel. I'm into all of that, but it it's not perfect. And like I, this year specifically, I do you want to look at the nominees or maybe, maybe best director or best film reel them off? Because I have no idea for a year like this. Like I'm not invested and don't really care because the movies I've been watching this past year have been for primarily for comfort. Or I've been watching a lot of television, which I, which I think is this is the case for everyone, because we're stuck at home, and you and I are both people who love going to the movies. It's one of our favorite hobbies and stuff like that. And obviously, that's not an option. So, th- my relationship with film is not the same this year as it has been in the past. Like I'm pretty sh- goddamn positive I'm not going to know any of these movies. Okay, so yeah, like I mean, uh, let me unpack what you just said a little bit okay so first off agreed with you the pomp and circumstance i'm i'm there for that like i i get it and i'm i i think like i said i just in recent years it's gotten a little tedious like it's it's it just starting to take itself a little too seriously exactly it takes a little too long it's a little less lighthearted. a little you know and and so on and so forth so um but um 
Yes, this year, much different. Much, much different for me because I haven't seen... Like, I happen to know the nominees only because I just looked them up. Um, and I'll tell them to you. Uh, let's see. You've got The Father. I couldn't tell you a fucking thing about that. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, which is on okay. my top, probably top three to four movies I want to see right now. So I had heard of that one. Um, but Hello. that's right. Uh, a lot. I'll tell you right now. A lot of that is because that's the, it's the story of Fred Hampton, which I've known for years, and it's one of the, he's one of the most inspirational people I've I've ever like heard of. So, um, so that's why that's on my list. Then there's Mank. That one is also in the top three list. We're getting there. A film called Minari, um, which is getting a lot of acclaim. Uh, it's got Christina O oh from Grey's Anatomy. A lot of people are big fans. Um, Nomadland, which is also getting acclaimed. That's got old Francis McDormand, which I will see that for sure. Um, and then the other one of these nominees, there's there's three more, but this la- this one next one is the one that's on my radar with Judas and Mank is Promising Young Woman. Um, that one seems like it's it could be pretty legit. Um, okay, I've heard of most of these. And then the last two are Sound of Metal, which I believe yeah. is about the drummer guy. Who loses uh, his hearing. It's an yeah. Amazon Prime film, I believe, with Riz Ahmed. Sound. Yep, sounds pretty cool. Who I really, really like. The, he, was, he did that miniseries The Night Of a couple years ago that was really good. Got you. Um, and then rounding out the field, uh, The Trial of the Chicago 7. So, I, and that one, I want to, I, I'll see that film. I saw it. Um, you did see it? I did. Okay, thoughts? Didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, I heard that, like, what I kind of had seen um, or read was, it was that... just trying way too fucking hard, yeah, and it was like... It... I don't know, when there's, like, these moments in history... And I think it's relevant to have this conversation about a movie like that for the show that we're having today, because when there's, like, these special moments in history that we want to canonize and remember and put on film, like, I think it's really important to be sincere and do it in, you know, historically accurate way. Like, you can put the cheese on a sports movie i don't know you can throw a bad wig on for like a film about john adams or some shit but like something that important that's important to so many people and like culturally i it was just too forced it was like it just wasn't it it felt like i went to the amusement park i went to disney world except disney world was doing uh reenactments of moments in culture in history and that's it, what I felt like I was doing. Well, that's what I felt like I was watching. It's not surprising to me in the in the least a little bit that you use the word Disney because part of what I had been reading about that film is it felt really polished, really Disneyfied. Like it, it just Aaron Sorkin, had, friend of the show, dear to my heart, wrote. I did. He, I think it was his directorial debut, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, not sure. Um, not I might sure. be wrong on that, but he definitely wrote it. Yeah. Um, so. So anyway, I mean, but like, yeah, I mean, half the movies I've heard of, I want to see half the movies I'm not really too familiar with, I guess. Um, But really, the second part I wanted to unpack is, yeah, this year in movies, man, it's been really fucking really, really weird movie. And I mean, a really weird year for movies. It was a weird movie. Right. Um, And I think not only was the past like 12 months, 14 months for all of us in, in, in particular in America, like a weird year for movies, but it came at the end or the middle of like a really epic transitional phase for the movie business in general. I mean, I've been saying for years, like, with the way, with the fact that I can't go to like, sh- and I'm gonna shout the fuck out of Vizart in Charlotte, North Carolina. Like, thank you for being you, and like, I was so happy to be able to rent films from you for the years that I lived in Charlotte, and I hope you're still open. Um, but like, since the days of not being able to go and like walk in a video store and see like kind of curated pics and stuff like that, damn it, I miss it. It is well, it's so fucking easy to hear one time about a film that you want to see 
and then never hear about it again, and it completely falls off your fucking radar. And if it's not on Netflix, Prime, Hulu, whatever, da 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 it just falls to the wayside, and we're in this fractured kind of streaming subscription media world now where, like, nobody can afford to subscribe to all 1,800 of these things. So whatever you have, you only get those films, and, and some things just go and, away. And it's kind of like the record store thing. Who's going to judge me when I'm picking my, my movies? Nobody. I need to be judged. Well, I mean, I'm not going to judge you. I guess that, okay, good point. Good point. You do need to be judged. And that's, I think that's what I meant when I said curated picks. Yes. Like, someone is just, like, the, whoever picks the movies at VizArt, I'm going to use them as an example for the rest of this episode. Whoever picks the movies at VizArt, they're judging you already because they don't have the fucking film that you came in there that they would judge your ass for fucking picking up. They they're curating films and they're making sure like they've got the they have the entire Criterion collection. This is in all, a wall to itself. I see I'm seeing where this conversation's going and it's all going back to fucking instant gratification culture. It's going towards getting exactly what you want all the time and that's what watching it's gotten into watching movies now. And, th- and then is. it was, and then it was exacerbated by the pandemic, and now we can't even go to a movie theater, and that's right. That's the root of this conversation. It, it is, and that's what I mean. Is like this last year was crazy just because of COVID and everything that everyone was dealing with. Theaters shut down. Like re- people pulled releases. You know, Chrissy Nolan did his whole thing with Tenet that he did. did get know, my James Bond. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. It was a weird year, but I think that this weird year came at a weird fucking time already where we're all feeling like it's no surprise that I couldn't tell you a fucking thing about The Father. I'm guessing based off some of the names I'm looking at right here that it has something to do with a pope or a priest. Like, I'm guessing. Who knows? But Not if, me. I really don't. And I know a little bit about Minari, but like it, I have no clue about Promising Young Woman except for the fact that I will watch anything that that young lady acts in. You know what I mean? I have heard of all of these titles, but guess what? This past year, I haven't been concerned with, as a middle brow movie person, I haven't been concerned with what is in, quote unquote important in the Academy sphere. Right. You know what I've been invested in recently? Got a Criterion subscription. Fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. Throw on some TV shows I love. There's been great miniseries on. I'm watching. I'm not. I don't give a shit about what's important. I, you know, I want to be comforted and feel good right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, okay. You want a prime example? A little uh, real time confessions here? My show. Okay. So real time confessions. We all know that your boy. You're Blue wearing the shirt. Just is a mega office fan okay well my like my kind of i've seen that series i can't it it's stupid to even ponder how many times i've watched the whole thing but my nightly routine was like as i would go to bed i would flip on the office on netflix you know and i could just fall that's what i fell asleep to basically every night and that's part of the reason why their streaming ratings were huge because a million people did that every night but the point being is, since they pulled it off of Netflix, I have the thing on, I have the whole box set, and I watch that sometimes in the living room. Um, but at night, I've been watching The Fucking Nanny with Fran Drescher. Drescher? Oh my God. Okay, okay that theme song fucking rips. That's how she became the nanny. She was looking at Father Shop and Flushing When a boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes. What was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her fanny. Like She was out on her She had style. She had class. She had That's how she became the nanny. Seriously, okay. That show, though? Okay. Fran Drescher, like, you are a god. That <laughs> woman is fucking hilarious, bro. That show is funny. She's a force of nature. That show is legit fucking funny. I, I'm not even joking. It, like, packs a punch. And I hate shows with fucking laugh tracks with a goddamn passion. But when you can transcend a laugh track. What about that 70s show? Okay. There are 
a handful of shows that get to get the laugh track pass. Okay. That 70 show is one of them. Absolutely. Cheers is one of them Absolutely. for me. Seinfeld, Absolutely. another one for me. And evidently the nanny. The fucking nanny, dude. We started with a conversation Frazier. about the Oscars and we've landed here with the nanny. Exactly, which is the whole fucking point, man. I'm just saying, but I agree with you. This this past year has been some like, let me get a little comfort. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Do you have a Peacock subscription? You don't need one. You have the box set. I don't. I mean, I kind of, I don't. Well, I'm just I, like I, off the cuff here. What subscriptions do you have? Okay. This is a good question. Um, I have Netflix. I have Amazon Prime, um, YouTube TV. God damn it, I want the YouTube TV. And only because, and this is legit truth, only because I bought a new computer this year, I have Apple TV. But I have not literally opened the application once to even see what they have. So those are the only streaming services I have. But I also have about 400 movies on disc. So I have... Netflix, Prime, Peacock, and Criterion. That's those are my subscriptions. And, and I'll tell you why we're on, you know, Goofy TV that everybody either loves or hates. I'm gonna get a Peacock Peacock subscription probably this fall or winter because um, I want to watch the Psych movies. I've never seen them, and I love that fucking show. I finished the whole. I, I watched the. I started a couple of years ago. And I would just throw on an episode whenever I had some free time, which is anybody who knows me, I don't have a lot of free time to just sit and watch TV. Like, truly. Well, I was going to say that. Like, I also, this might be getting off topic a lot, a little bit, but I also, I, I don't like binge watch TV like that. Unless it's no. like a miniseries. Like, I'm a big crown person or whatever. Like, I'll fucking watch all of those in a day. I'll watch the things I binge. The actually the only thing that I actually binge are the um like docu series. Those I binge watch when it's a documentary that split up over four, five, six episodes. I don't start those unless it's on a day when I'm willing to literally sit there and watch the whole fucking thing because I'm a I'm one of like the last dance. I need to know how it. Dude, I watched The Last Dance live, and that was fucking, that was painful, waiting every week. I won't lie. That is one I would have ripped the fuck through if I'd have had all 10 episodes. We should watch it together in three oh, weeks when we're God. hanging out. We're going to watch parts of it, that's for parts sure. Parts of it, for sure. But can I, can I just say one thing? Yeah, and then I got to refocus. It, well, that's kind of what I was going to say, too, is like, I think that what we're talking, the reason we're talking about what we're talking about is because this past year has been difficult to find movies for the reasons we've already discussed. But then I think what you're scratching at and have already kind of gotten into is the fact that maybe this year is not the year where you want to seek out the heaviest best picture nominee. What the fuck and are they even going to do for the ceremony? What's the plan for that? Who knows, man? I mean, it's probably going to be... Um, so, okay, if you'd asked me two weeks ago, I would have said it probably would be something like the Grammys and the Golden Globes, which I didn't watch either one. But like looking at them, it's like a mixture of this like live stuff and then conference. Uh, but, you know, like the way our government is kind of pushing to... Whoa! Get, and it, I don't mean to say it like derogatorily. They are a G word, bro. I don't know. Well, it's a lighthearted program. Um, the uh, the way the uh, the, pu the the public offices powers are the powers that be. Yeah, the powers that be are trying to like showcase, like, hey, let's let's get this vaccine. Let's everybody open. Let's open back up and like let's try to get. You know, it might be a good time to like. Can do it outside. Do it at like a big stadium. Get everyone. Make sure everyone's I vaccinated. Do it on the road. There you go. Right. Um, is that so, our second white album reference of the show so far? <laughs> and who knows if this is the last, baby? Who fucking Woo! knows? 
It's the last. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, who knows? I mean, like what they might be trying. What I was trying to say is they might be trying to set like a trend. You know, they might be trying to set like a standard or prove something, I guess is a better way to say it. Well, listen, I am all for them. I would love to enjoy it, be excited on a Sunday night in the spring to watch the Oscars. So if they want to change it and make it better, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The rules that they set up to make it more inclusive are awesome. And I think legacy status and for the long term, it'll work. And that's really cool. But it's just kind of stale and I don't really care. And I don't know if it really matters. And obviously, there's a conversation to be had that does it ever matter. But I think the big thing that you pointed out earlier is like, let let people vote that fucking care that actually are relevant to the film industry instead of. People who don't even watch movies, which is what it is now. That's exactly right. And I will, I mean, I will say like, okay, like, okay, last year, your best picture nominees were Parasite, 1917, okay, White Person's War, Ford versus Ferrari, White Person's Sport, The Irishman, White People Gangsters, Jojo Rabbit, really about white people, okay, uh joker white person's grief little women white women's problems okay marriage story rich white people's problems once upon a time in hollywood white guy famous white people problems exactly okay this year you're getting a little you're getting a better field and that's what i think that's what i think that's what was so weird about last year it's like guys like you so it's so obvious that your voting base showed you what they fucking wanted yeah okay and you went out of your way to try to like correct it and that's cool because it needs to be corrected but what needed to happen was you needed to have a better selection like this okay uh the father judas and the black messiah mank minari nomad land promising young woman sound of metal trial of the chicago 7 there's variety there. Variety. The spice of life. And that's what they're doing better. And hopefully four, five, six years from now, we'll actually see an Academy Awards that is not only giving us that tradition that you and I are very much lovey. We we love that shit, right? Romantic. But maybe we'll get an award ceremony that truly is the like top-notch level of cinema of film of of what we all collectively agree on as instead of disney version or mcdonald's version like like let's give the masses art quality the best art we got you i mean it's like okay 1989 1989 okay that was a good year that's the year you were born it was it was a great year, the year I was born, and that really tells you all you need to know. Okay? Do the right thing is made that year. What wins best picture? Driving Miss Fucking Daisy. It's okay? like the Green Book thing. Yep. Well, and then you it's come the down La La Moonlight thing. It's You come to 2018, you get Green Book wins over Black Klansman, which was a far fucking better fucking movie. Yeah, it Way wasn't even close. Better. Yeah. Like, Again, stop giving these awards to this bullshit version of what you think movies are. Like, well, what they're doing is they give people what they think they want instead of actually celebrating the best of the best, which obviously is arbitrary and you can't like actually say that. And everyone knows it doesn't matter. But still, maybe like try and be a little more sincere with your choices. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, do the right thing is literally an exceptional, exceptional fucking film. It should have been a because it's very rare that someone comes along and does something that is legitimately fucking different, legitimately new and fresh and like not a copy. And Spike Lee came and he took shit. He took elements of like music videos from hip hop culture and he took narrative and he took cinematography and put it together in ways that no one had done before and we didn't award that that's bullshit yeah it was innovative as shit even like the pov like when i think of that movie i think about the pov camera work like i've never seen that before like i mean innovative 
It is. And that's the thing that you start to look at and you're like, okay, well, what are What's we really going on here? Exactly. What's, what are we doing? What are we celebrating? And it becomes pretty clear. And that's, that's the thing that I think that they are trying to fix and that they need to Good fix for them. To, make, to make me fully interested again to the point where the Oscars are like, I am going to watch the Oscars. Right. They have to fix that part. I need a field like this year going forward a lot fucking and frankly i need to see a room full of people yeah like I, i'm not gonna watch a zoom call for four hours sorry no no you no no way no way i mean and that's i think that that's unfortunately that's probably where we're headed but but yeah you think so i i mean i don't know how, how could they i mean how do you how do you safely do that unless and literally unless you Move the venue outside, completely outside and open to the elements. I just, I just had a vision. Hit me. Like a, like an outdoor amphitheater. Direct this thing, man. Come on. I have a vision. Like, a, like, like the Greek theater or something like that. Woo! Like, oh! Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, somebody. Get you the like fucking that? academy on the phone right now. Connect them with Chase Ricker. He's got this thing on. He's going to run it. Just just put him in charge, and we're going to watch. I got it. Okay, Matt Berenger from the National is going to host, and he's going to sing everything. Oh! And he's going to have a bottle of vodka. Bringing up my life experiences here, friend. Uh, but, no, and I, I really do think, like, unless you move it outside and you and – you, limit you like first off what okay the only way you make this work and this is a fun thing to talk about is to in my mind the only way you make this work is you move the venue outside it's got to be completely open air you cut the ceremony down to literally the meat and potatoes the things that people are actually tuning in for you invite only the nominees from those categories so that the crowd is smaller you space them out and give everybody their fucking space Maybe you could do that, and I actually think that that would be a fucking dope show to watch. I mean, what's the what's the big the stadium where they the L.A. Coliseum is that it? The Coliseum. Yeah, I mean, like the Rose Bowl. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's fucking hook it up? Like, this is let's the, rig it up. Like, it's the. Coliseum I mean, you guys Rome. got the money. I mean, I got a on. vision. I got a vision. Let me fucking do. Let me do this. Did you get them on the phone yet? I'm sorry, I'm looking off camera. Did you get, we need it. I have a vision. I'm going to make some fun. I'm sending some emails at least. My favorite part of award shows is when people win awards at the award ceremony for directing the award ceremonies. Because that (laughs) happens. And best direction, television direction, the 2019 Golden Globes. It like shows them waving in the. (laughs) You can't do that. You cannot do that. That's tacky. Yeah, and and also like, here's the other thing. Like, I fucking hate the way that they rush people off the stage. I'm serious. Like, just let them talk. Exactly. I understand that you have a time limit, but like, let's get real. You could make that event last longer. You could film the whole thing, and you could only air again the primetime parts. That's what she said. I mean, come on, man. Like, some of these people winning this award, like, this is like the crowning the achievement of their entire life. Their life. And, like, you got 30 seconds to be grateful. And, you, and, and 400 people literally gave you everything they fucking had for six months of their well, lives to make this happen. And you can't even think but five of them. Well, that's, <laughs> why this the does, that's why this shit doesn't matter. It, that's the thing is it, it it just gets a little it, it, I like it I want it to be that's why I want them to correct this whole nominating thing let's get let's get some films that actually represent America and the filmmakers that are in America and let's do this thing the right way um until then I, I it's hard to get past all the rest of the bullshit that happens I mean it really is it's it just is I'm with you uh, I'm glad we had this conversation. I think it's good for the show. But to every, to our listeners, like we wanted to do an Oscars show, but then we kind of realized the point we just landed on, which is that we don't really give a shit. No. And that's not really what we're about. 
it's not at all what we're about. That's the truth is, is we could have done an Oscar show, but that's not what this is about. I'm I mean, tired. What I was that prep for that? Well, <laughs> like, what was our last episode? Was it like fucking Dodgeball? School of Rock and Dodgeball? <laughs> I mean, that's the point. Like, we're here for all of you who watched the Oscars, but your favorite movie didn't get an Oscar nomination. Like, let's get real. Well, that's kind of what we want to move on to. I mean, and we talked about what's going on with people with movie watching recently, and people are watching what they like. We had a conversation on uh, the episode for the professional about the the phrase cable movie and what that means to us and i think we kind of want to expand on that right let's do it let's fucking do it because i think maybe to be honest the cable movie could possibly be my favorite kind of movie i was literally about to say the same thing i mean it could very well be like okay let me hit you with some good shit real quick for this all right all right Okay, we had a like, last time we were talking about cable movies, which we only got to scratch the surface. We kind of we had a theme. It was like really actiony, kind of gunny, like a lot of shots being fired. Yes, yes. Cable movie of my life. I'm about to throw Drum a crumb line. Oh, drop the sticks on a motherfucker. That is a good fucking movie, baby. That's a good movie. Um, do you believe in murder in the hot American South? I know it happens. I can attest. You believe in Ashley Judd? I totally believe in Ashley Judd. Me too. Do you believe in Matthew McConaughey? Hey, hey, in his prime? I got a movie for you. A Time to Kill. Oh! Might be my favorite cable movie of all fucking time. And I'll do a double feature parrot with another Ashley Judd, uh, Double Jeopardy. Oh, and. Along came a spider. I'll raise you one. A oh, feature. Is Ashley Judd the fucking queen of the cable movie? I think Ashley Judd could be the queen of the cable movie. Like, I'm legit. so proud of her. Look at me. No, I'm actually really proud of Ashley Judd. <laughs> okay, Ashley, if you're listening. This this show is really proud of you. Have, go have a seat there next to uh, Mr. Will Smith. We'll see you. Hey, shortly. that's good company. Wait, I think that's a good party right there, bro. I think Ashley Judd. Okay, hold on. We have not had a sidebar like this since our first fucking episode. I think Ashley Judd was just on like a uh mission trip or like a ch- oh she like broke a- her back. Dude, yeah, she's like fucked up. Is she okay? I don't know. I'm kind of checking right now. Yeah, like, Google search that shit. That's usually what I do, but I'll do it right now. I hope prayers up. Naomi Judd, ooh, says daughter Ashley. Damn, Naomi, you are a fucking power mother. Okay, you got yeah. you got White Nona and Ashley. Woo. Okay, can't get out of bed after her catastrophic accident. Damn. Well, I mean, that's rough, dude. I don't I really mean, know how to. Okay, what? She was in the Congo. What was she doing in the Congo? Researching <sighs> philanthropy of some I'm, sort? Yeah, I mean, no, she was 100% out there on some sort of philanthropic mission. Like, I don't know Not if it, it wasn't ziplining for fun. No, no, not at all. Um, and. These, oh my God, these villagers from the Congo like literally carried her for 55 hours. I thought you were going to say days. I was going to shit myself. I mean, 55 hours, dude, that's fucking two days and five hours. That's a fucking long time. So she's not okay. I think it's safe to say. It sounds like she's pretty fucked up. Like, they might, like, I don't Listen, know. I need everyone listening to like, this to go download any of the three movies we just talked about and get her some support. This is true. This is true. A time to and, Kill, Double Jeopardy, Along Came a Spider. And this made me think about something, okay? I got to just say this because of the time that we live in right now, and my conscience won't be clean unless I say this. I watched Do the Right Thing. I'm just going to 
backtrack just a little bit and I swear to God, I'll come right back. I watched, fine. I watched Do the Right Thing recently. Anybody who's ever seen that film, how fucking pathetic is, is it that that film came out in the year I was born and I'm going to be 32 this year? And we're I, still fucking dealing with the same goddamn shit. It's bullshit. I'm sorry. It just made me think about this because of reading this like news story and I thought about the news of the day and it's like, it's fucking sick. Like, and that film is, that film should have been enough. That's why it should have been nominated for best picture. It should have kept Ashley Judd out of the Congo, but it didn't. <laughs> and here we are. And I'm upset. Thank you for it. I will go for a while. Anyway, Ashley Judd. <laughs> You're in our thoughts and prayers, Ashley Judd. We hope you get better. God damn. All right, let's get out of this rut. Uh, oh, I got a perfect segue. Yes. It's kind of like a family film for me, but it's one I'll throw on. It's not a cable movie, but I feel like it's kind of the same. Could watch it fucking six times a year, know every word. The year was 1909. It is New York City. And times are tough. Uh-oh. Do you know? It's a Disney film. It's a musical, and it stars a 16-year-old Christian Bale. Have you ever seen the movie Newsies? Newsies! Oh, my God. Okay, I was just talking about how some of these Oscar-nominated movies were, like, top of my watch list. Newsies just took the number one spot in my fucking queue, okay. baby. There are many things in my life I'm fortunate for, and the genesis of the majority of them are because I was raised by a house full of women. I don't I'm think sorry, I'm just any, loving the fact that you love Newsies so much. I don't think any 30-year-old man on planet fucking Earth has A, seen that film as many times as I have, <laughs> or B, has the desire to sing and dance in the streets of New York and protest. William Randolph Hearst. Hold on, hold on. I got the perfect illusion. Theater! The theater! What has happened to the theater? You wanted to Especially be Danny Kaye. Especially what is concerned. It all makes sense, I'm telling you. What? Okay, what was the what was the production you were in in high school that got you that fancy scholarship? Wasn't it uh, Oklahoma? <laughs> Oklahoma what? <laughs> what is it? Oklahoma, the name of the state? Was that not it? That's what the is it. What the fuck are you doing? You, am I wrong? No, You're Oklahoma. Is that the musical you were in? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's like a that's like a classic Rodgers and Hammerstein. Yeah. Yeah. It, it all makes sense. There's you know? a bright golden haze on the meadow. It's like it's like the the lineage is there. It's like Chase, Danny Kay, Oklahoma, uh, you know, it, it, and there's it, an exclamation point in the official title, just in case you're wondering. Because <laughs> it's gotta be there. It's gotta be yeah. there. Oh my god. Okay, so here's another thing. Another thing that the academy completely leaves out is the comedy. Why like can't that be the best of the best? I mean, first off, like Oh, in the Golden Globes, they lump those two together. It's best comedy or musical. Yes, you want to make me a fan of the Oscars again. You want to make me watch Make a fucking best comedy category. You are That's a great idea. You are pissing off so many people because, like, there are great films that are comedies. Like, there really, really are. And when you make a good comedy, you're making something that that really is gonna stand the test of time. Like, people are gonna love that shit forever. And I think that they're completely fucking ignoring that. I mean, the only comedy that I can even think of in my entire brain that comes Oscar is Annie Hall. And it's, it makes me laugh, but like you get, give a 1977, I think it won best picture. <laughs> I'm just saying you are, you and look the like corn is as high as an elephant's eye. But you know what I mean? Like the comedy is, left out yeah that's a great point that would be such a fun category too yeah absolutely i mean I'm about the, that well i mean what are okay what are some all-time great comedies like you go back like you the film like 
<laughs> of course, of course. But okay, Mel Brooks. Some like it hot. You getting nominated for an Oscar, Mel Brooks? Like probably not, right? Some like it hot probably got nominated. It it may have. It may have. I mean, yeah, Blazing Saddles not getting nominated. Um, any of the modern like Judd Apatow movies not getting nominated. Not that those are particularly favorites of mine, but those are kind of like that's kind of like the bar these days. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, and I mean, I think that they're missing out on. There's an opportunity there. There really is. I mean, because a comedy film is not going to be able to compete with, uh, you know, films like uh, Taxi Driver and, well, excuse me, that year, Rocky. (laughs) I mean, shout out to Rocky, right? Uh, But. You're not, you know, you're not going to compete with uh, Dunkirk and Moonlight and, and 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 these these films that are heady and cerebral and you know you're going for something different. But I think that to do comedy right is not easy, and it should be recognized. That's how oh, I feel. I think that's a great opportunity that you brought up. I had this thought when I was driving around today. Yep. For just a moment. Mm. This is kind of random. I'm not a big fan wait, of these movies. Wait, wait, wait. Were you just saying that you were thinking and driving? Yeah. It's dangerous. My middle name is Danger. <laughs> <laughs> like, what about, like, the... This is super random, and just go with me here. But, like, the Harry Potter movies suck, right? Like, they're not good. They're not good. But I like them. I have a great time. It's a classic story about good and evil and friendship and bravery. Yeah, I mean, I think... Tell Victoria to close your ears for this part. Oh, can't hear me. Um, No, the reason I'm feeling bewildered right now is because I've never pondered the question. Those are cable movies now, though, man. They're on TV every fucking day. They are, but okay, we've already... Okay, hold on. Now, one thing we did establish is that just because a movie is on cable does not make a cable cable movie. movie. Yeah, you know, but I I don't know if I would say those movies suck. I mean, it's like, okay, it's like the Marvel movies. I like them. I like them too. They're a part of my childhood. They're feats of filmmaking like okay here okay here's a whole nother thread to go down right here's a whole nother thread to pull your jurassic parks your fucking See, never gave a shit about Jurassic okay Park. your indiana joneses yes. star wars your any of the 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 shit okay you're trying to tell me that a film is not great when it literally can sell out for weeks and weeks and weeks and it has People show up at fucking 5 30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon to stand harsh. in line for a midnight harsh. show. No, I'm not saying you specific. I'm saying you plural. No, I know that. I'm saying that when I said those movies suck, I was being harsh. Well, you know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. okay, here's we both we okay, we both were theater workers. We have experience in a theater. Okay, I watched the the <laughs> I watched People line up around the block to watch the Da Vinci Code. (laughs) Okay. You're laughing. I know. I know. But my point is, you, The Dark Knight, all of these other films I watched, people line around the the Harry Potter 5 and 6, I watched wrapped around the block for opening night. And both 7s. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't work there. That's why I didn't reference them because I didn't I, see that. I did. Okay, so between the two of us, but my point is, how can you not say that that film is kind of great? Like, how can you not say that? Like, the that's kind of the conversation we're having today. Exactly. Like, if it, a if, lot if, of people's if a favorite piece... movies are either a Marvel movie, a fucking Harry Potter movie, a Lord of the Rings movie. An Indiana Jones movie, a Jurassic Park, that's a lot of fav- people's favorite fucking films. If it brings people together, why can't it be great? Exactly. Two 
two sidebars. Right before we got on, I just saw that Amazon is about to start filming the Lord of the Rings series, TV series. Oh, shit. I've only seen those movies once ever. And I made a pact with myself. I watched all of them. I think there's three of them, right? Not including Hobbit. Yes. So I watched the Lord of the Rings films all in one weekend. And That's a thing. That's a thing. I didn't watch anything in between. And I yeah. made a pact with myself I would do that like every three to four years. I thought you were either going to say that or that you would never do it again. <laughs> no. I thought those – I like Those movies I, are awesome. I do – see, I totally ignored those movies for years because I was too stuck up in my own head. And I was like, oh, fuck that. I'm not going to like that. Like, Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Yeah, exactly. And then when I watched them, I think it was probably about – I'm due. So it was about three years ago, four years ago. Um, when I watched them, I was like, nah, okay. I'm fucking – sign me the fuck up. Because, again, I love epics. Awesome. I just love epic tales. Do you yeah, give, me, give me Cleopatra, right? On the couch on a, like a fucking rainy Saturday or Sunday, three and a half hours long. Can I tell the story? Fucking give it to us, dude. So you, who was in the room? You, me, a partner of mine at the time. Yes, and my partner. And we hung up quilts on the windows. Because there were glares on the fucking television. And, and we, we stand for that. Fucking watched Cleopatra. And it was awesome. Like in the middle of the fucking day. It was it was one of my when I look back at my life and I think about my some of my favorite movie watching experiences, like that watching Cleopatra with with that group on that day in those circumstances, like literally is up there with me with watching Psycho at the Castro. It was magical, man. Yes, you have those. It's up there with me with lying on my Uncle Coley's floor with all my cousins watching a Disney movie on cassette. Or, ooh, I got another good. TV. You know, it's up there. It's mad. People people who know me know how important the matinee is to me. Like, the afternoon movie is the fucking shit. That's where it's at. I was just thinking, I just had another thought of another great afternoon movie too hot to move movie rainy day movie signs great yes yes get that, that's what i'm saying okay did zodiac get nominated because oh. like if it didn't we're gonna go ahead and right God now damn i love that movie so much we're giving it the crown of 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 cable movie world i think zodiac I gets started that movie between 12 and 4 p.m it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. That's what I'm saying. I mean, there's something about give me the give me the long, give me the the epic. I just love that shit. You know what I mean? Ben Hur in the afternoon. I'm writing that down. That's a great lyric. Oh, and look, you brought up uh, signs, so we'll go along with the whole uh, uh, Shemalema Ding Dong vibe, and and I'll say. Uh, what about uh, Unbreakable and Glass and Split? Like, what never, a fun Never done that, but here okay. for it. Okay, let I'm at, we're, look. Okay, we're both at a point in our lives where you just try things, right? You should. <laughs> hey, man, just try it, right? Try it one time. You might like it. Um, watch Unbreakable. Why you you might look up the I think it's unbreakable and then split and then glass. I think that that would be the order you're watching it. That is a great weekend vibe, like trifecta story. I mean, Bruce Willis, Sam Jackson. I mean, they're made well. They're I mean, they're good movie. It's a good story. I think unbreakable is the best. Unbreakable is like. See, that's another. That's that's the whole fucking point of the goddamn episode. Fuck the Academy. Unbreakable is a Fuck great the Academy, dude. Okay, I will give my like the reason I continue to watch M Night Shyamalan movies. I would you call him by his one true name, M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. That's my favorite Joshism of all time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't help it. It's 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 like a it's a it's a 
it's a mixture of M. Night Shyamalan and Slamalama Ding Dong from NBA Hang Time. Okay, <laughs> so everybody give me a break. I just want to explain. I think um, you might be a genius. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason, you know, I will come to an M. Night Shyamalan movie is because of Unbreakable. I'll keep watching those movies because that movie is another it w- it came out in a time when superhero movies were saturating the market already. I mean, because if you go back to really you know, Tim Burton's Batman's, you're from that point forward, you're getting superhero movies every other year, every two years without a drought. They're big deals. You know, after that, after the Batman's, you get the Spider-Man's, you get the Hulk, the one-off here, the all, you know, it just, it was a thing. Unbreakable is not a DC comic, not a Marvel comic. It's an original work of of fiction. So this is a great recommendation. I'll check it out. From this guy's mind. And it's told through the lens of a comic book, right? Like a superhero vibe. And it's worth it. It's like, uh, did you ever see that show Heroes on – it came yes. on NBC? Did, I mean, I watched like the – I think the first – one or two seasons, thought it was great, lost interest after that. That's kind of your speed. Yeah, I mean, whatever. But again, I was watching it's like, fucking Gilmore Girls for the 11th time at that point in my life. Anyway, take the recommendation. M. Night Shyamalan, another guy, makes movies that a lot of people, a lot of people would say that The Village is their favorite movie or The Sixth Sense. Like, whatever, for whatever reason, you can claim that, but a lot of people would. I had this health class in high school. And all we watched were the others and Minority Report, just like switching back and forth. <laughs> I thought I just thought those were two great picks too. Yeah, yeah. Every Tim Burton movie, I don't care. I'm a fan. I'll stand here. I'll stand proudly. I watch Edward Scissorhands. I watch Beetlejuice. I watch fucking Sleepy Hollow. Like I watch those three films Ooh, probably every Sleepy year. Hollow. I haven't seen that in a long fucking time. I watch it every year. And it's and, and I, I but the point the bull no, but the thing is that it it it's worth watching every year. It's it's that guy okay, I guess I have a special appreciation for it because like you're you're watching like handmade shit and yeah, Tim Burton movies are another where? thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, and it's it's like you can always, there's always something to appreciate as you watch those films. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. It, it's a good film. We don't give a shit about the Oscars. We don't. No, we really don't. But we do. And I want probably, to. We're probably going to try, we're probably going to watch. Well, we're doing, we're doing a Mank episode this season. We are. And we're also, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a heavy. It's a heavy episode. Yeah, I'm excited to roll that one out. Me too. What else do you want to talk about? Um, I think that's about it. You know, I think I'll give my. I'm a Southern man, so I'll give my. And I probably, I I probably should have gone to law school. I would. Probably be financially a lot better off if I'd gone to law. I think you're doing fine, bud. Yeah, but I'd I'd probably be better off if I'd gone to law school. However, uh, I'll give my closing arguments, right? That's that's all I want to do. The Oscars, I love you, but much like you would say to, you know, someone that you adore— I love you, but get your shit straight. I need better nominees. Love, love is not enough in I any need, relationship. It's not. I need you. I need more than Brad. I need Pitt. you to meet me halfway. I need you to understand what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I need you to try a little harder. Yeah. And I need you to represent a little better, you know? And I'll start watching you again. That's I need you. Thing. I need you to love movies a little more like I do than what you think people need to. Does that make sense? 
It reminds me of dodgeball. <laughs> I, I'm not as dumb as you once think. I thought I was, or whatever he says. I can't remember, but it was a little confusing. I need them to just love, be fans of movies more than trying to be fucking special. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, and it's you know they always talk about it's achievement. It's okay. There's a little thing, a little little thing. It's always achievement in directing, achievement in makeup, achievement in this or that or that or this. I get you, right? But you're not actually validating achievement. And that's the thing that you need to know. Like, there are films that don't win Oscars, that don't get nominated for Oscars, that are epic. Like, Okay, I'll give you one last film as my example. If you ever want to watch a complicated fucking movie, if you ever want to watch something that you just want to feel inspired by the person who conceived of this story, like you want to wonder how the fuck did you write this? Okay, if you're that kind of person, watch Synecdoche, New York, starring Philip Seymour Hoffman, okay? Written by Charlie Cole. Oh, okay. I wanted to bring one more thing up. Go ahead. On the days you watch like three fucking movies in a row. I, I have this memory of one, one time we lived in a house together. And I'm, I know you remember this day. I watched Closer, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, <laughs> and one other movie, which I can't remember. And then you came home and I was like, had a quilt over my head like a crazy yeah. person. And you're like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not. But I had a great fucking day. Okay, how you even mustered the mental capacity to put on a third film after having watched Closer and Eternal Sunshine? I can't even imagine. Maybe it was just those two. Why did I choose those two back to back? You must have been in a vibe, bro. Like, you must have been in a vibe. That kind of sounds like me, though. I mean, it kind of does. Those are some heavy fucking movies. I mean... And that's the point is like, just like Schenectady, uh, New York. I'm going to fuck it up because I didn't, you know, I, I don't live there. But Schenectady. Uh, I think it's Schenectady. We shall see. Some Someone will correct us. Uh, but. Probably not. You. <laughs> The achievement, right? Like that's some achievement. I'm just saying, like you, you, I, I like the Oscars. I like the tradition of it, but you don't represent all that is achievement in filmmaking. Like, and you need to understand that. And if you want people to watch it, take yourself a little bit more like lightly, because you don't represent the best in achievement. You know what I mean? Synecdoche. Is that not what I was saying? I don't know. You threw a different... Synecdoche? Synecdoche. I may have said Synecdoche. Synecdoche. No, I said Synecdoche. I think you threw the hard... I think think you said Schenectady. I did. Yay. I feel really Schenectady to you right now. You know, it's all right, okay? But that's a great film. Watch it. You know what I mean? Savages. Again, there you go. Again. Basically, any indie movie from like 2000 to 2000. Focus fucking features, bro. Any focus features, any A24 from today. I mean, again, what? And then, the, okay, The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. Lighthouse. One of the most original films of my entire lifetime that, that's ever been released in this country for this fucking audience. And you're trying to tell me it doesn't get, I think it got nominated for like, costume or something like that like it just blows me away you're not represented together yeah for sure fuck you the academy until you figure it out nominate newsies lifetime achievement award (laughs) we want a lifetime achievement award for newsies on the spot if you ever like look up a christian bale i don't think there's any record of him talking about it once do you think he's embarrassed he shouldn't be. He's great. If, if you were Christian Bell, would you be embarrassed of Newsies? Ah, no. 
if you were DiCaprio, would you be embarrassed of growing pain? No. So we have a, we do have a growing pain story. I don't know if it's appropriate for the show. Heyo. You know what I'm talking about, right? I don't remember this at all. <laughs> Me no remember. We'll cut that out. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Well, hey man, this is a fun off the cuff ep- episode, hangout episode. Yeah, a little little uh bonusy slash featurey slash, you know, we here. We here. And content. Yeah, I mean, I think well, look, we're a podcast about movies, movie podcasts talk about the Oscars. So we'll touch on it, but we'll let you know why we're not like watching all the movies and ranking them and telling you what's gonna win and don't come here for that. Come here to have be in love with movies and have a good time. There you go. Hallelujah. To the birds!